All right, hey, Billy Rainford, Direct Motocross here. We've got uh, another one of our globe-trotting Canadians here today on the phone. We've got Cade Walker all the way from, I'm assuming, Italy. Cade, is that you? Hi, Billy. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in Italy right now. Just uh, just got back from the, the third round of the Italian Championship and uh, just uh, collecting myself after the race. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're going to get into that because you have uh, you've switched gears on us again. You're racing the Italian Enduro Championships, which is pretty interesting. Of course, we'll talk about that. But I think last time we talked to you was just uh, kind of earlier in this year, so it hasn't been that long. But back then, I know you were hoping to maybe get back to Canada to race, right? Uh, any progress there, or how did that go? Yeah, I, I went back for the for that future west arena cross championship and that was good i was really lucky to have i was really lucky to have that opportunity and and uh thankful uh but it didn't it didn't yeah nothing really felt like came about after that so i went back to portugal real fast and then the covid came after that so i had to switch i came back over to italy to race some european motocross championship i ended up getting third in the championship and after that, I, I didn't have any deals, uh, and it all came together, uh, just kind of me messaging around, talking to some people, ended up getting in contact with a, an, an ex-professional motocross racer that went from motocross to enduro, and uh, he rolled his whole, raced his whole career for factory KTM through enduro and he has a really good connection with the uh, ktm and i figured if i'm gonna go do enduro uh the best the best machine is ktm and that's what i wanted to do so i really pushed the issue and we got something together and a pretty good deal it actually it's gotten better as the races have gone on so yeah i'm pretty excited for the deal and i'm excited about switching Okay, well let's let's uh let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, are you not an unproven enduro guy, or what? Uh, what is your history riding trails and off road? Well, actually, I started off racing off road. My dad was uh, I don't know how many times FMSQ champion in Quebec, and then uh, when I was on a fifty and a little bit on a sixty five, I raced FMSQ as well. But that's about all I had, and then. Since then, I've always raced motocross, but I've always played around with, yeah, riding trails. You know, you have those days where you're kind of tired of riding motocross. You go ride in the woods and stuff, play around, go over some rocks and stuff. And then, I I didn't live so far from Alex Salvini for a lot of the years that I was in Italy. Hmm. And then when I was in Portugal, the COVID came, and then I lived kind of in the mountains, and I had one of my buddies. Hugo was riding uh, for KTM over there and racing the Enduro Championship. And he was like, yeah, come on. I need somebody to ride with as a partner. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'm in. So I took <laughs> my practice 450 and uh, yeah, launched up some rock ledges through, through some rivers and stuff like that. And I started to really enjoy it more and more. And then I thought, yeah, if I can do Enduro, then I mean... Coming back to Italy, you have a really strong championship. You have all of the world championship guys and stuff like that. And over here, it's definitely the hardest championship. So I thought I might as well put my best foot forward. If I can come back here and do that, then then I will. 
That's amazing. Now let's, uh, so you just kind of uh, touch on your uh, your living arrangements and stuff back then. So you came back over here to race the future west. You went back, you said, to Portugal, living up in the mountains. So like, did you have, were you renting a place there? Because last time we spoke, I don't think you were in Portugal. Like that, uh, you know, in Europe. But what, uh, how has your living arrangements changed lately? I, I'm always fascinated by this. Uh, well, when I went from Canada, I went to ride for Yamaha in Portugal. I had a little bit of a deal with that. And uh, they had given me a house in the mountains. It was really, it was pretty far away from everything, to be <laughs> honest. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it was just so far away from everything. It would take like 25 minutes to get to the supermarket and stuff like that. So it was, it was good and not good at the same time. Good for training, maybe to be clear mind, clear minded and stuff like that. But the rest was pretty hard. And then after that, the COVID had came and then I decided to go back to my old living area in Italy. And yeah, my, the team that I had been riding for, for the years prior in Italy is kind of like a family to me. So they were with open arms, welcoming me back. Then after that, I, I was like, yeah, let's go do some European championship races. And so I put together a couple of sponsors and stuff like that. So we went there and I ended up doing some good podium. I got some podiums. Uh, almost won a couple of motos, and then I I got, ended up going third in the championship, so that was pretty good. And like I said, I just didn't have any deals. And then this this deal came about, and I said like, look, I don't have any I don't have any place to stay or anything. So the team kind of was looking looking to expand their their boundaries, I guess you could say. Like we started off talking about just to do the Italian Enduro Championship. Then uh, one thing led to another, and I said, like, yeah, if, if, you guys, if you guys want to and I'm willing, then let's go ride the World Enduro Championship. So <laughs> now that's the deal. I have an apartment here that the, the team uh, have rented, and it's kind of a little bit for everybody on the team, but it's, it's perfect for me. And, yeah, I'll just race the Italian Enduro Championship and the World Enduro Championship that starts in June. And uh, hopefully it all goes good. Wow, that's amazing. Now, okay, so you say uh, an apartment there in Italy. Whereabouts actually are you? I'm about an hour from Milan, just on the Brescia-Bergamo border. Oh, wow, okay. The factory KTM is about 30 kilometers from me, so it's a really, really good place. I always We're always going back and forth from here to the, the factory KTM. A couple... Two weeks ago, I was testing with them for a couple of days, so it was a little. It was nice, you know. We have a good relationship with the the factory and then the team, and everything works together pretty good. So, yeah, it's nice. Okay, yeah. Now I'm I'm pretty familiar with that area now too because of a couple uh, the motocross of nations being over in that sort of area. So we definitely uh, Emily and I were able to just kind of drive around and check that all out. So I've uh, certainly spent a bit of. A little bit of time up there, man. That's beautiful. That's that's really cool. So let's uh, talk about that. Uh, maybe people aren't all that familiar. It was the European Two-Stroke Championships or something. Tell us what uh, that last summer. Yeah, that that was kind of a – it came about as a little bit of a joke. I uh, I was joking to one of my buddies from Sweden, and uh, he was telling me, like, yeah, I have a two-stroke. And I was like, yeah, send it to me. I said, <laughs> if you send it, then, uh, then I'll go race these races. And that, you know, a Suzuki 252 stroke 
yeah, last May 2008. So I already knew that it was it wasn't gonna be the fastest bike, but I feel like my skills and the way that I can ride on a good day, I could have at least put it on the podium. So more or less, it was more to try to keep Suzuki alive, I guess you could say. <laughs> and so they had sent it to me, and my buddy had sent it to me, and I was like, yeah, let's do this. And uh, we went to the race, and the first round I ended up getting fifth. The second round I got second. I was thinking, like, you know, what are the chances we could put this thing on the podium? Overall, in the championship, it would be pretty cool to have a 2007 RMZ 252 stroke on the European Championship. And I ended up, I ended up putting it on the podium, which I thought was pretty cool, considering how I didn't really have anything going on. I didn't really have a bike. I didn't really have anything. And and just out of nowhere, I was lucky enough to have a friend who wanted to help me do something and and keep race the racing alive. I guess you could say for that this last year so we ended up doing some pretty cool things i thought that's amazing now did you know the guys you were racing against are these names that you'd heard of and uh you had, had any idea who you're racing I, I mean i knew some of the guys i knew brad anderson uh i've known him since i was a little kid like 2009 he was riding he was teammates with mike brown so when i was in florida as a 65 guy he was already a professional 450 racer so <laughs> i had known him and he's one of the fittest guys you'll ever see that's no question and when it gets to the end of the moto if you're behind him and you're a little bit tired you're never going to get him so i had known that that he was going to be the strongest and then of, of course there was going to be other people that were going to you know try to race that championship and that i didn't really know but him i knew and uh that's that's pretty much all I knew about it. <laughs> and, and what about the uh, the tracks? Like, what kind of uh, circuit did it follow? Uh, pretty nice tracks. I mean, considering I'd lived in Italy my like almost ten years now, or raced in Europe almost ten years, I've basically been to all of them. So even before the championship, when I saw that those tracks were there, I was thinking, oh, they're not so bad. You know, <laughs> you have one of them. It's really, really rocky. It's probably probably not the best dirt but it's a fun track at the end of the day okay hey now whenever i watch these things some of these tracks look pretty beat up and pretty uh you know compared to some of the stuff the guys are used to maybe over here being groomed and watered and stuff what's uh as far as tracks go what's what's kind of the gnarliest what's the worst one and what's kind of your favorite over there like what uh, just give us an idea of just the differences yeah well the, the difference is like and you know, we have or at those championships, you have two days of racing, and then you have the Saturday and the Sunday. But from the Saturday to the Sunday, they rarely ever touch the track. <laughs> if you if you have a track, they'll probably just prep the first corner, like give it a, to start a rip, and that's about it. And the rest is they just throw water on it. So you come, you always have like the the free practice or the first practice really really muddy. And it gets really deep ruts. And then from then on, it just gets rougher and rougher and rougher. So, in my opinion, the worst is probably Lomo. And, I mean, I raised the MX2 GP there, 2019. And that was probably the worst race of my, like, not (laughs) the worst race of my career, but the worst physical 
race ever. Like so physically demanding and and very very tough. But then even the enduro is, is as hard as those races almost every single time because you know the motocross you just do a 35 minute moto and for two times and this enduro thing you're riding like six or seven hours a day so <laughs> it they're pretty gnarly both of them okay well well yeah so let's uh let's talk about the uh the enduro stuff so obviously you know you've done some play riding you did some stuff growing up your dad has a history there of the enduro what uh take us to round one or uh your, your pre-season training and stuff like that talk about how you got into it and and uh you know the the physical side of it is it tougher well like you said longer for sure uh talk about kind of that like the build-up to the first race well the build-up to the first race was a little bit it was pretty hard to do because it rain it was raining so much and so cold and i kind of came into i the deal kind of came about a little bit later than i wanted or not that we wanted but give us a little bit of less prep time i guess you could say and I didn't have experience. It's not like a GNCC, you know, three hours. You start three hours. So it was completely different for me. So experience-wise, I was really low. But the prep we did was really good. I have awesome people around me. And then once we got to the first race, you know, you have some grass fields. And and then we have the enduro tests and then the extreme tests. Um, so once I got to the grass field, I thought, you know, like any kid – who's riding around or driving in a car, you look out the window, you see a grass field, you're thinking like, yeah, I want to ride in that. <laughs> so for this enduro thing, when I get to a grass field or whatever, I see it and I'm thinking like, awesome. It's like, you know, the field of dreams, I guess. <laughs> so I did, I won the overall in the, the cross tests and then in the enduro test, I was a little bit, a little bit slower than the other guys. But in the end, I ended up pretty good. Um, not really, I didn't really expect anything from myself, to be honest with you. I just trying to gather as much experience and info about everything that I could from this first three or four races, and then just try to be better every single time I race. So that's, that's my goal. We had some time until the, we don't have much time now until the world championship starts. But my goal or goal is to be as ready as we can for the world championship, which is the main priority. And that's what our goal is right now. So we're just trying to go to every single race with an open mindset and learn as much as I can, actually, and, and uh, build off of that. Nice, nice. Now, I just uh, I spoke with uh, Shelby Turner over here, who's uh, doing very well in North America doing off-road stuff. And, and I was talking to her, too. Like, I went on and I checked out the results. And, man, enduro results are so hard to follow. <laughs> so how, how are you doing? Like, where are you standing in your – and what class are you actually racing in this uh, – in right now in the Italian? Well, in the Italian, we have – it's a little bit confusing because they have so many different classes. But in the overall, uh, you have the overall and then you have, like, an uh, – outsider class guys from other countries and uh, right now i'm i've been about every the first round i think i was like 16th the second round i was like 15th then i got a 12th and then the last uh race i got last day of the last race i got 10th overall which was pretty good i was like every time i'm getting closer and closer to the top so that that's what my goal is it's just 
really hard because you come from motocross like where you have one gate drop and then it's just wide open until the end and then this you have like maybe going slower is faster and things like that but you only have you know three or four laps of these tests so basically you have to walk three or four times the tests memorize it you're there from minimum wednesday before the race so you got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then Saturday race and a Sunday race. And, mm-hmm. you know, then you have to, from Saturday, minutes to change your own tires, prep your bike, bring it to the park for May, bring it there. And then, yeah, you wait until the next day starts. So you don't have very much time to learn the track. So you have to be really aware of everything and, and memorize so fine detail and that's really hard from the first race even just remembering the first race until now i think like the things i've learned are crazy so the guys that have been doing this for you know their whole life they have such a big advantage that i'm pretty i'm pretty stoked with the results even considering i've been making a little bit of a little too many mistakes on the first lap remembering things right if I minimize those mistakes, then an overall top five is not far away. So that's that's pretty good. I'm feeling. That's amazing. Now, is your team happy with that? And what uh, they have any expectations, or I guess uh, you know, same same with your uh, kind of. They have expectations for sure. You know, like if you have if you're on any team, every team wants to win just <laughs> as much as I want to win. But they also know that for the first three or four races you need to learn now okay we've done three races we've done five days of racing so now that we have ha- i've had five days under my belt in this championship we have four more days of racing and it's now it's go time i've learned enough for what i can say of the results i've learned enough now we need to start getting like at least top tens overall every single time and work forward to that and then in the world championship the it's kind of it's a it's it's not really any results per se that they want but for sure i have goals for myself and yeah any racer is a racer so i mean i'm definitely not going to go out there and say like i want to get a top 10 or a top five you know i go out there every time they give my best wherever my best is that's that's where it is and it's all i can do wow okay so Okay, so you've mentioned the uh, the world start in June. You got a couple more rounds. Where what do you have left in this Italian championship? Well, I have one uh, in the middle of Italy, just uh, just above Rome, I guess you could say. And then I have the the round before the world championships is just literally above my ha- my apartment. <laughs> it's literally like ten minutes away. So there, I better I better send it out of the park. It's <laughs> not, not going to be good. And then we have the first world championship in Portugal. Then the weekend after that, we have Italy. Then we have Estonia, Sweden, Germany, France. And then one more Italian championship in September. Oh, okay. And then so, hopefully in sorry? some of that time, we have the six days that I hope I will be able to race in August. Gee, so you're going, uh, you're going full bore in this off-road stuff. You're talking six days. Next, you're going to be talking about Erzberg and the uh, Red Bull Romaniacs. Well, 
I'm open to anything. So <laughs> my goal is just to learn as much as I can. And if any of those opportunities come, then I'll do it. But for sure, the my goal is the world championship, the world enduro championship and six days. And then the rest of the races that come around, they'll, they'll come around. And uh, who knows, wherever it takes me, takes me. See, now when you're saying six days, am I to understand that'll be on Team Canada? Of course. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. That's uh, okay. All right. Okay. Now I am hoping. I'm hoping that. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that I can go to the six days and that uh, the the team and I can represent as much as we can. Uh, for sure, it's not said anything yet, but that would be my my goal for the six days. I know that there's a lot of Canadians that want to do the six days. I'm assuming Medaglia wants to do it, and I know that. With, with the riders that we have, I'm sure that if we can put four riders together on a team, that I'm pretty sure we can we can knock uh, knock it out of the park. Right. Yeah. No. For sure. For sure. And now another good thing too is you're already over there, and obviously the expense is such a huge thing on these team uh, these team events, especially the ISDE is such a long obviously I don't know if you know, but it's six days long. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely really long, but. Uh, it's not it's not so bad as as bad as you think, you know. You, it's the last day. At least it's a motocross day. So I mean, I'm assuming like <laughs> my goal would be that that sixth day, we send it really far out of the park. <laughs> like I mean, Medaglia being him as a motocross racer, if he comes, and myself being as a motocross racer, and for sure other guys that'll be on the team, they know motocross, so. I'm sure that if we put ourselves in a good position through the other days and be calm and stuff like that, if we do end up doing it, that uh, we could do damage. It would be cool. That's awesome. Now, now just, just to get back to the uh, World Enduro, what, uh, what class will you be racing? I'd ride the Enduro 1 class because I'm riding a 252 stroke right now. So in the Enduro 1, you have uh, 254 strokes and 252 strokes in the world championship and then uh then you have enduro two and enduro three but i'm riding the enduro one on a 252 stroke oh, okay interesting all right cool now i mean you just you listed off some all the places you know some of the places anyway that you're going to go and and for us sitting over here in north america that just sounds amazing is it is it as cool as it sounds like are you are you able to sit back and enjoy what you're actually going through and then you know it's, it's pretty amazing it's it's amazing and and at the same time it's a little bit stressful because of course you're going to race so you don't really let yourself enjoy it as much as maybe you should probably because you're going there with the mindset of of a little bit nervous being focused not trying to let yourself be too much of like a tourist but <laughs> it's always nice to to see new places and you know I've the thing for me is I've been here so long in Europe that, you know, Portugal for me is, is not really new. Sweden is not new. The only new place would be to go to Estonia. But other than that, I've been to all of the other countries. So it's nice. But for me, it's it's kind of just like taking a drive almost. Right, right. Hey, now... Um... Just for people who maybe haven't listened to our, or any of our other podcasts that we've done, how many languages would you say that you speak now? I, I definitely speak uh, English and <laughs> Italian. 
Uh, I speak also German. I'm French Canadian, so I I can speak French when I have the possibility. And yeah, I can. My girlfriend's Dutch, so I'm trying to learn some Dutch, but uh, that's that's pretty hard. And uh, that's about it. I can understand some Portuguese, and uh, yeah, that's uh, all I got. All you got. Well, that's uh, that's pretty impressive, man. I uh, I love talking with you and just hearing all the different places you've been. And I know sometimes when you're actually doing it, it's hard to enjoy it. You kind of have to step outside and kind of look at what you're actually living and doing and kind of be, like, you know, this is pretty cool. And you just try not to get caught up in the stress of it all, right? Yeah, for sure. I think once I'm old enough or done racing or whatever, I'll look back and think about all of the things I've done and all of the races I've done and and calculate like how cool it really is you know if i think about it all of the different championships and all of the different countries that i've raced and i'm pretty i'm pretty thankful for the opportunity that like my parents and all of the people who have helped me throughout my career has have given me to race in those countries because you know if if i wasn't for my parents at the beginning and then all of the people throughout my my years here and my years in america and canada i wouldn't be in the position that i'm in so I'm really thankful for that and eventually one day I'll look back on this and and think like how cool it was maybe not now but I'll have all those memories and then yeah I can think back and and be thankful for what I've done. Yeah, I mean I think I mean I think uh at the end of it all it's the old he who dies with the coolest stories wins, man. I think you're uh, certainly compiling one heck of a list of stories to go along. How how old are you now by the way? I'm 23. I turned 24 July 14th. July, okay. All right, 23, 24. All right. Well, that's uh, man. All right. So, okay. So we got the Italians. We got the we got the World Championships. Hopefully, the ISDE. Now, say everything goes to plan. Where do you see your future going? Where would you like to end up? Uh, where do you where do where do you want to race? What's what's what do you want to do? Um, I really don't. Doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> I'm just a. Racer. Wherever I land, I land. But uh, when I was young, my my cool, the coolest thing was seeing my dad race the enduro. Obviously, over in Canada on the FMSQ, it's about it's a three hour race, so it's kind of like the GNCC. So maybe at the end of the day, if I could uh, get some results in the world in the world enduro and maybe throw a GNCC in there, that would be the go- the coolest. For sure, right now my goal is the World Enduro, and after that, wherever that takes me, it takes me. I'm just a racer, so whoever wants me, wherever they want me, I'll be there, and I'll be ready to race. Nice, so you're, you're I'm not, a gun for hire. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, uh, Cade, well, uh, is there anything else you want to mention? I mean, I don't want to keep you here, uh, keep you here too, too long, but uh, man, I just... Like I say, I could kind of uh, spin off and talk about all kinds of stuff with travel and some of the stuff you're doing. But uh, if, before we, obviously, you got to thank your sponsors, man. Who would you like to thank? And if there is anything else you want to mention, for sure, take some time to do that. Uh, no, I'd just like to thank everybody that's helped me do this uh, enduro thing, for sure. KTM Farioli, uh, Team Pro Racing Sport, Alex, Alessandro Bellametti, and everybody else, the Serbies, Garni, Iro all of the personal sponsors that helped me and yeah my my parents obviously for putting me in this position throughout my career even though it's been a long time since uh 
we've chased uh, things together. But for sure, everybody that's helped me throughout my career uh, uh, greatly appreciated up until this point. And uh, that's all I can say. All, the only thing I would like to add is uh, hopefully we can get to the six days uh, myself and Team Canada. And uh, yeah, I hope that uh, we can make the Canadians proud of us. Well, that's cool, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I'll for sure check in with you periodically here. Once the uh, maybe once the Italian, well, I guess the Italian one doesn't finish till later, but uh, certainly once you get into the your first round of the Worlds, man, it'll be interesting to talk to you about uh, how that went. And uh, man, that's going to be obviously as high as you can get in the uh, competitiveness for off road racing. So good luck with that, man. And, and yeah, I really appreciate you talking with us. Yeah, thanks a lot, Billy. I appreciate it also, and uh, yeah. We'll talk again soon. All right, you bet, man. Thanks again for your time. And uh, yeah, that's, I guess uh, we'll end it there. So thank you very much. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Bye-bye.